Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We believe God wants to speak into your life through this message. If you're interested in knowing more about Celebration Church, you can visit our website at celebrationedmonton.com and find us on Instagram and Facebook at Celebration EDM. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this message. There's a guy in the Bible um, that one of the great men and women of God that actually later on in his life wrote this. And I think he wrote it as a granddad message because he was trying to give us the answers to going through a lot of stuff. And he's, he's gone through more stuff than anyone in this room could have gone through. And his name's David. So let's listen to David and take apart part of one of my favorite Psalms, and it's Psalms 103. How many have seen uh, the Jesus Revolution, the movie? Isn't that a great, great, I cried through the whole thing. And, the, you know, the reason is because it's so related with me. And sometimes when you hear something that relates with you, it actually causes these lacrimal glands to do a little work. And it was interesting, the first you know, service, I, I just taught this lesson, and afterwards I had a number of people, and that was happening. And I think if you let it, this message, David actually wrote it, can really relate with you. Um, by the way, the Jesus Revolution, it related with me, not because I was a hippie. I was alive in those days. I was a dentist, not a hippie. <laughs> I didn't play a cool guitar. I played an accordion. <laughs> but I was a Jesus freak all the way. And I had a Chuck Smith in my world, and he was the pastor of this little Mennonite church that everybody in the church thought, just no way, that, that crazy wild dentist. But this pastor, open arms, invited us in, and I'd never be who I am today without that in the local church. So please, all the gray hair, would you be open arms and just invite into your world the, the younger and, and the, the part of the church that is going to go way past us. So, Psalm 103, I'm going to just take the first five verses. Bless the Lord, magnify him, lift him up, glorify him. Bless the Lord, O my soul. What do you mean, O my soul? Well, O my soul, mind, will, and emotions. You know what David's doing? He's talking to himself. Granddad message. Learn how to talk to yourself. You know, it's so important. My goal in life is to talk to myself more than I listen to myself. Because, yeah. you know, if you just, if you don't purposely say what you need to be thinking, your mind will just go on its own. And psychologists will tell you that 80% of what your mind just naturally goes on is negative. Anybody that's stopped long enough to listen knows what I'm talking about. And 90% of that is repetitive. So basically, you're just going over yesterday negative, negative, negative. All the things that, that you did wrong, the things that you didn't like about yourself, the things that this and this and this and this and this and this. And it just, yeah. You know what it does? It's like chasing your tail. You don't go anywhere. You are, you're really stopped the devil has been able to stop your progress. And you're on the earth for a reason. You know that. A lot of people think you get saved so you go to heaven. No! 
If that was true, then when we baptize you, we just wait till the bubbles stop. <laughs> just go to heaven. No, we bring you back up again because you got a life to live. But you can't live that life going backwards. You can't live it standing still, chasing your tail. You got to live it going forwards. You're here for people, for reason, for, for what's happening in the world. So David had to talk to himself and he's telling his grandkids and I'm telling you, it's you know, like a granddad message. Learn to talk to yourself. What do you say? Say what you need to hear. You don't need to hear all the negative stuff. You don't need to hear what went wrong. The devil doesn't need your help to fire fiery darts at you. He's doing a good job of it all by himself. What you need is to hear the word of God. The Bible tells us in Joshua chapter one, this book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart from my mouth, but I'll meditate, I'll mutter it, I'll say it over and over and over and over, a day and night, so that I will do all. Do you know how you, you steer yourself to do the right thing? By saying the right thing. So bless the Lord, lift him up, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Not just a little bit, not just on Sundays, not just, you know, with, with just your head, with everything. When you get up in the morning, everything you do, bless the Lord, Bless the Lord, lift him up. And as you're continually lifting him up, there's no room for the devil to come with all the fiery darts and, and he's going to. And do you know that our enemy is not people around us? Flesh and blood is not our enemy, but we have an enemy. And he's come to steal, kill and destroy. And you're not exempt from it, every single one of us. So what do you do? This is the battlefield. You take control up here. How? Bless the Lord, lift him up, exalt him with everything that's within you, with all that's within me. And then he says, bless the Lord. He says it again. Oh, my soul and forget not. Now, if he says forget not, it's because we would normally forget. And you know, it's not hard to forget the good things. Why? Because if we don't purposely use this, what's going on all the time is the negative things. And you have no room for the positive things. So that's why for, you have to bless the Lord. You got to use your talk to yourself, oh my soul. And you've got to remember what are the positive things? What are the things that God has done? Say it to yourself over and over again. And you think, well, I said that before. <laughs> you know, faith does not come by, I said that before. Faith comes by saying and saying and saying and saying and saying and saying. And every single one of us, we just need to learn to talk to ourselves and say what we need to hear. Why? Because there's a battle going on and you are so needed in this world. Don't ever think you're not needed. The fact that you're here is proof you're needed. God knew about you before the beginning of the world. He destined you to be right where you are for who you are, for a reason. But you got to actually do the work up here. And you do it up here by remembering. Don't forget, remember all his benefits. 
It's interesting. I love, I love the Bible and I love looking up what do words mean and that. And if you look up the word benefits and, and, and you go back to the original language that it was written in, you know, it's the same root word as camel. Weird. <laughs> Forget not all the camel. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, back in those days, everyone would know what a camel is and why it is. It was called the ship of the desert. You need a camel to get through the desert. Anybody ever been in a desert? No, I'm not talking about out there. I'm talking about in here. In a place where it's really hard to survive. You're you're fighting and you don't know if you can make it. And you need to actually have that camel, which is the benefits. Remember, all his benefits. And then he begins to enumerate what they are. And the first one, and I think it is the first one. I think it's the one above every other one. And it is, who forgives all my iniquities? I don't know about you, but I still can't get over that Jesus forgives me. I, I'm still not, I'm still not, okay with my salvation in terms of I got it all figured out. It still wrecks me. It still wrecks me that he forgives me. He knows me. He knows everything. He knows more about me than I remember about me. And he forgives me. To forgive means to let go. And a few verses down says, how far? As far as east is from west. He forgives And if you don't understand that, man, the devil's winning the battle. And it's not about all the stuff that other people are doing to you. I'm such a victim. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not a victim. God has given you everything you need. But first of all, you got to receive it and let go of that weight. And it is a weight. I have a really good friend that I graduated with 45 years ago, and uh, he's, he's a good Christian. We had our, our class reunion, and afterwards he texted me and he said, John, please pray for me. I am fighting depression. I can't sleep. I can't work. My life has come to a halt almost, and and." Just like, what, what's wrong? So I call him. And you know what, what it was about? He did something wrong. And it really wasn't that out of the boat wrong. He didn't even know he was doing it wrong. But now he can't forgive himself. And worse, he can't believe God can forgive him. And I, and I said to him, you, you, you need to understand the gospel. Because Jesus paid the price on Calvary's cross for sin. Not just yours, all sin. Do you know nobody's going to be in hell because of sin? The only reason that they'd be in hell is because they rejected the gift of Jesus who forgave all your sins. And once he's forgiven those sins, you need to let go of them. How do you do that? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. And forget not all his benefits. Tell yourself over and over and over and over and over, over a million times if, if it needs. Who forgives all 
my iniquities. That means past, present, and future. So I was talking to my friend, and, and he, it's interesting because he described it like a weight. He says, it's like a black cloud over my life. It's a weight on me. I can't move. I can't do anything. That's how much sin costs. If you don't let Jesus take it away, it will bury you. Have you ever heard anybody talk about how they got saved? They asked Jesus in their heart, and the weight of the world came off their shoulders. What is that? It's that weight. It's that weight. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, don't you dare let that weight get back on you again. You've got to continually shirk that thing, get rid of that thing, because it'll bury you, and you're here for a reason. Remember, you didn't get saved just to go to heaven. You get saved because there's a world around you that needs you. There's generations that are waiting for you. Every single one of us. So remember all the benefits. And number one, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. Jesus looks at you and I forgiven. He paid the price for us already. And then he goes on and says, who heals all my diseases? Now, I don't know about you, but I, I can't figure that one out. I heard a preacher not too long ago, and he went on about, yes, yes, he forgives all your iniquities, past, present, and future, yes. But he doesn't heal all your diseases. I'm thinking, how'd you take one verse and change it to, you know, from the next verse? How, it's the same wording. It's all. He heals all. And you say, well, then why? I don't know why. I don't know why some people aren't, aren't healed. But I also know that faith doesn't come by, I know that. I understand that. It makes sense. Faith doesn't come by that. And I am not asked to understand everything. God's not asked me to, to get, you know, get it all figured out. He's only asked me to believe. And faith comes by hearing. And the most important voice you need to hear is yours. Tell yourself over and over and over and over again. Oh, I did miss part of it that I need to go back to. He says, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. The name above every other name. Listen to this. Philippians chapter 2. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. We're talking about Jesus. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, Jesus, every knee should bow, those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory to the glory of God the Father. He's been given the name that is above every other name. So if you've got something you're battling in your life, let me ask you, does it have a name? If it does, I know a name above that name. Remember where the battlefield is? Let's just say you've been diagnosed with some terrible disease and they say it's terminal and you don't have a hope. So what wants to play in your brain? Over and over and over again, what wants to play is, ah, 
whatever that name of that is, over and over and over and over and over again. And David's had to deal with this in his life. And David says to you and I, bless the Lord, talk to yourself and remember the name that is above every other name. And if you were to take whatever it is that you've been diagnosed with and recognize there's a name above that, what does the name above that do? It just causes whatever that horrible thing that keeps repeating itself to take second place to the one that is above it all. And you continually say above it all, Jesus, the name above every other name, the name of Jesus. I don't know about you, but I love the name of Jesus. I love worship songs that bring the name of Jesus into it, the name that is above every other name. And usually what happens when I'm singing a song like that is tears will start rolling. Why? Because his name. The grandfather message is simple. Just remember it. And he does forgive all your iniquities. And you know who's writing this? David. I don't know if there's anyone else in the room that's committed murder, that committed adultery, covered it up. David did. I think he knows about black clouds. Can you imagine David all his life long trying to fight that thing? It just keeps coming up, just keeps coming up. You know what I'm talking about? If you don't take control, the Bible tells us, renew your mind, that you can prove what is the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. How do you do that? Well, you have to take control. And you, you know, it tells us that take captive every thought. How do you do that? Well, it's, if you got a wrong thought, you need to stop thinking that. <laughs> do, you, do you know, if I told you to stop thinking something, you couldn't. Unless you replaced it with something else. The only way you can stop thinking one thing is start thinking another thing, right? But how do you choose what to think? I love it. See, the, this, is, this is where the battlefield is, and you need to choose the thoughts that are going on up here. And you have a steering wheel. James chapter 3 tells you it's your words. It's your words. It's impossible to say something and think something else. When you begin to speak, talk to yourself, confess what God says, there's a battle going on. And it's so important that you win the battle, not because just you, but the world around you. They need you. And the battle is the enemy, and it's the thoughts that are going on. It's not the people around us. It's not all the, the you know, what, what happened out there, what, you know, I'm such a victim. No, it's this. And when you take this and you take control of it, and you remember that he forgives all, like David had to do over and over and over again. Heals all your diseases. A lot of people think, well, yes, okay, God can heal, you know, a headache. <laughs> well, a sore thumb. Um, but, you know, this is too much. You can't, no, no. Well, <laughs> I happen to believe he can heal all. And I, we had some friends at our house, uh, pastors from Williamsburg, Virginia. And we met them a number of years ago, but they have 10 kids 
They're amazing. Their family's amazing. And it's a little over two years ago. My wife's trying to correct me on the timing. So let me just say it's a little over two years ago that his heart stopped. He had a cardiac arrest. And um, you know what happens when your heart stops? Your brain is without oxygen. And his brain was without oxygen for, listen to this, 33 minutes. How in the world? You tell me God can heal anything? This is, this is the big part of anything. And he's doing great today. But, you know, uh, the, the doctors told his wife, just don't expect anything when he comes out of this. If he does, he'll just be a vegetable. But he came out and he, he actually had to do the work to get his brain working again. You know, sometimes we think it's just a magic. You just got to believe God and keep trusting God. And do what David said. Talk to yourself. There's so many things that are, that's in this. But anyway, he, he, he did that. And in order to kind of prove that God healed him totally, uh, he had just finished a Master's of Divinity at Southeastern University. And he went back and uh, took the Doctorate of Divinity. And he passed that just days before he was with us. And it took him two years the course is normally three years with another six years of dissertation. They've never had anybody in the history of the university completed in two years. <laughs> it's like, I think you're healed. And now he's writing a little bit of a, a you know, dissertation on how do you finish this course in two years? And it's really easy. Just die. <laughs> and then let God resurrect you. It's, it's, it's amazing. I love all the stories you hear and what God can do, but just never forget, he heals all your diseases. And then he redeems your life from destruction. You know, if we just went on the same old, same old path, we'd end up in destruction. That's, that's the, the end of sin. And we're all sinners. But Jesus paid the price on Calvary's cross. Hello, yay! So we can be redeemed from sin. But you know what the word redeem means? It means buy back. If you're going to buy something back, you must have it before you have to buy it back, right? So that means you're up, you're healed, you're well, and then you need to get back up again. And that's what it is. It's redeem means get back up. I love it because if you've fallen, if you've messed up, Often you think it's too late, uh, too many times. I, I, you know, I, I've tried this so often, it's not working, I'm not getting any better. Here I am again. And the Bible doesn't tell us how many times. Just get back up one more time. And the fact is, the one that wins is not the one that doesn't fall, it's the one that gets back up. Yeah. If you want to teach your kids how to win, don't try to teach them how not to fall because they'll figure out a new way. <laughs> Just teach them to get back up. How do you teach them to get back up? Tell your story. Tell, you don't have to tell every detail, but you need to let them know how you, you're not perfect, how you've messed up. And then they look at you and say, but, 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 but you're up. It's because I got back up. And you can always get back up again. He redeems us from destruction. And then he says, he 
crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Think about a crown. What does it do? It circles our thinking. Again, this is where the battlefield is. And he crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. But think about a crown also. Who's it for? Is it for the king? Well, yeah, I guess so. But it's not because it's just so comfortable. Like he, he wears it around the house all day long. And he sleeps in it because it's like it's, it's a gift. No, a crown isn't for you. It's for everybody else. A crown is so that others can see that you have a royal heritage. Others can see where you're coming from and hopefully ask you, can you help me? Obviously, your life is different. You know, the Bible tells us we need to give an answer for all those that ask us of the hope that we have. The problem with most of us is no one's asking because no one has seen it. But if they saw the crown, how do they see it? Our actions. Tender mercies, loving kindness. They see that and it makes a difference. My wife always, you know, in teaching about, uh, you know, relationships, she always talks about kindness. Kindness opens every heart. Kindness is pretty well impossible to disregard. If we just always respond in kindness, tender mercies and kindness, people see the crown that we wear and recognize the heritage, the royal heritage that we have. And then he goes on and says, who satisfies my mouth with good things. Now, I don't think he's talking about what's going in. He satisfies my mouth. I don't know if you've ever got an opportunity to speak something to somebody that really made a difference in their life. And you're so, you see in them, they're, they're so thankful. But don't you feel so good? You feel satisfied. I think satisfies my mouth is talking about what goes out of it, not just what comes in. And like I said, Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from my mouth. What does he mean? Not eating the Bible. <laughs> talking about speaking it, speaking words. And when we speak words out of the unction of the Holy Spirit, that's called prophecy. Prophesy, prophesy. The Bible tells us also that one day we'll stand before God and give an account for every idle word, every non-working, every useless, every gossipy, every yucky word that doesn't bring healing and, and health, but brings, you know, all the confusion in the world. No, I don't know about you, but I think David has figured this out. David is living for the audience of one. I think we all need to live for the audience of one. One day we'll stand before our King of Kings, our Lord of Lords, the name that's above every other name. And when we do, I want to be found at that point to have lived a life that made a difference. Again, I'm here for a reason. And I know the devil would like to stop me and stop you and shut us up. If he can do that, and it's the battlefields up here. How do you overcome the battle? How do you not stop? How do you not get beat up? How do you not think, well, I'm not good at anything. I can never do anything because look at what I have done. Da, 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 da. No, Jesus took care of that. You need to talk to yourself and bless the Lord, oh my soul. 
Build yourself up. Forget not all his benefits. And begin to, to move forward using the words of your mouth. And then he said, if you do that, who satisfies my mouth with good things, if you speak good things, if you speak words that build other people up, there is a result to it. And the result is so. He says, so that your life is renewed, your youth is renewed like the eagles. I thought about that part of the verse and I thought, I don't know. Like, how long do you want to be on the planet? Do you want your, your life renewed? Paul had that argument going on. He said, I don't know what is best. Should I leave? For me, that sounds good. I just go home and be with Jesus. Or should I stay? And if I stay, it'll be for you. So I'll stay. So do you want to renew your youth? You should. Why? Because you need it. We need you. The world around you needs you. So speak good things. Stop listening to the wrong things. Talk to yourself. Bless the Lord over and over again, especially when there's a battle going on. When there's a battle going on, it's just, you know, get the artillery out. Words. Use your words. Begin to speak to other people. Build them up. And what happens is your youth gets renewed like the eagles. I spent a lot of time studying eagles and I'm not, you know, 32 times the Bible actually speaks of eagles as us being compared to them. And an, an eagle is, a, it's, it's majestic, strong, mighty. They can fly up to two miles high. They can dive at 200 kilometers an hour. You know, if an eagle is diving at 200 miles, 200 kilometers an hour, if he's got a, one feather out of place, he's whistling. And whistling is sound. It, it travels at 866 miles an hour. It gets there a lot faster than you. If he's diving for whatever his prey is, their prey's, his prey's gonna hear him before he gets there and he'll never be able to stay majestic. You wanna stay majestic. You wanna stay strong. Fly high, make a difference. You gotta renew your youth. So you know what an eagle does? This thing called molting. And it's interesting because what he does, he'll pluck that feather out. And you'll have a new feather grow back. Takes time. But they say to, for an eagle to pluck a feather, it's like us pulling a fingernail off. It's not, not, not fun. Not fun. And yet if we want to renew our youth, we need to do the work. And that's what Dave is talking about. It's the granddad thing. Granddad, tell me, what's, what do I need to know? I want to live my life right. I want to get to the place like you, but even more. And it's so simple. Son, daughter, granddaughter, grandson, talk to yourself. Tell yourself over and over and over again all the good things. Don't be afraid to pluck out the bad things. There's something that 
is not right, get rid of it. Don't be afraid of it. It might take time as you get healed and you begin to be able to fly high again, be majestic again. <sighs> Can I pray for you? I invite you, just bow your heads with me. Father, thank you for every amazing person here. Thank you for your church. Thank you that we get to do this thing together. Thank you for the generations. I pray for all the young, all the, the older, all everyone here, Lord. Our life makes a difference, I know. And I'm asking you right now to touch every heart. If there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as their Lord, Savior, God, touch their heart with your love right now. And it, it simply is going to take a choice. Jesus is here. And if you choose, open your heart and invite him to come into your heart. He will. And it'll be the beginning of amazing in so many ways. So all over the room, if that's you, if you're here and you don't know Jesus personally, not sure if today you were to step out of this life into eternity, because we all will one day, whether you'd step out into heaven, you're not sure, then I invite you right now, say yes to God. Make this choice, this decision. It simply is a, a prayer where you invite him to come into your heart. And I'd like to lead you in that prayer. I'll just give you the words and ask you to, to pray this after me. And I'm going to ask everyone in the room, all those that have already prayed this prayer the same, go ahead and say this with me. Everyone say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. You love me so much that you died for me right now. I open my heart and I invite you. Be my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Church. Thanks for listening with us today. If you enjoyed it, check out more messages like this at celebrationedmonton.com or on the Celebration Church mobile app. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can give on our website at celebrationedmonton.com. Come back next week to hear another great message.